I already get drunk and like old pictures yeah, me of exes. Too. Are you are you are you a fuck around with the exes guy? You have a tough time letting go. Yeah, the problem is, is they just don't fuck around with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, like I said, even when, when you end it, I've never ended it with you one I want. Never ended it. <laughs> don't worry, me. I've been that guy. Welcome to episode 21 of the DM Monday podcast. Uh, I'm Trey Lewis. Got my co-host, Matt Brill, And uh, Trey Bonner's out today. He he didn't know we were doing a podcast today. I don't know what's up with that. He worked hard on the road this weekend. Yeah, he, he, got, he got after it. Yeah. Drank all the White Claws. Um, yeah, I was going to tell him today that his video looked really good that he did. But anyways, <laughs> our guest is here in the studio, Josh Terry. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How this you is, doing? I'm good. This is weird being on this side of this. Like, yeah. I'm used to being the one directing the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, this is different. We'll let you do a little bit of that, too, you know? I think all of us is talking I figured, trash will be good enough. Yeah, I figured with me and you, we just kind of end up talking, and it would just kind of go wherever it went. I don't know if somebody's feelings are going to get hurt or, or, yeah. or whatever it's going to be. We'll have fun. Yeah, my manager will be like, yeah, we can't use any of that podcast. So <laughs> Yeah, so that's one thing I was going to tell you before, and I just keep forgetting. It was like, I told myself. Yeah. I'm almost going to treat this like back when I used to work in country radio. I'm going to kind of be PG. Yeah. Because I'm getting on this show. I, I I think you might have cut some shows before. I had to cut parts of shows. Just cut one. Oh, we're not cut. We're not cutting yeah. this. No, we're not. We're going to use not it. We're not cutting this. I'm an adult. Definitely going to use it. Uh, I went down. I played in Vegas, not in Vegas, but um, Laughlin with um, Kid Rock, and we just finished the Kid Rock tour. Dude, that's so cool. And I uh, downloaded a couple episodes of the Josh Terry podcast and listened to it. And I was just listening to you going on and on about some girl you couldn't say her name, but you just like going off. <laughs> yeah, it was because awesome. of a, a cease and desist letter. I'm not <laughs> oh, allowed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. So one thing. Got to give a little backstory. I'll, I'll on you this. you can't backstory. say a girl with a cease and desist. I have no problem giving all of it. I give zero. Let's uh, go. So one thing that uh, I absolutely love, and I, I've said it since the very beginning of my show or even working back in radio, I love musicians that do stuff the right way because I'm obsessed with country music. I've been obsessed with it forever. Every good memory I have is connected to country music in one way or another. And I don't like, regardless of what you do in this world, if you have a follower, a fan, or whatever, you're supposed to treat every single one of them the way that they're the reason why you have a job. Mm -hmm. And it was where like this person literally was constantly getting complained about by, by artists that she was working with, uh, by people in her band, by promoters, by producers, by all this kind of stuff. And then I already have bad enough luck with women as it is. This girl out of nowhere decides to slide up on somebody's DMs one day that I was hanging out with and was like, oh, you don't need to be around him. He's just using you. <laughs> out fuck? of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And I like the bad thing is I'm not even trying this girl. This girl's like family to me. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, I've already not liked you for long enough. 
I'm I, saying I, something. I, I, I'm, I'm saying something, and I know how to go about it. Like I bashed the radio station that fired me on an episode. Yeah, and I had to consult before I did it a lawyer because nice. I needed to know what I could and couldn't say. I yeah. needed to know the rules of mm-hmm. slander, libel, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they should have never told me that. Yeah, because I know exactly what to do. You can give people just enough, and if they figure it out and the shoe wears it or the shoe fits, man, you can't do nothing to me. You yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah, one thing you said on there I really liked was that my ego has an ego. Yeah, That's it great. does. When when you when you get into a situation with me like this, and I know that I am right. Oh, I'm a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, I am a crash dummy. If I know that I am right and I've got the evidence, the proof, that everything to back it up, boy, you better just take me out. It's you, wide ass open. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to back down. But, I mean, it's folks like you. It's other musicians that have just busted their butt to get to where they're at and done people the right way. Yeah. And especially, uh, y'all know this, women have it so bad whether in music general, not just country music or whatever. Like women have to, because of women like this, other women have to be 10 times better, different, nicer, whatever. Yeah. If you get a bad reputation at a, a, a bad reputation at a venue of being a drama queen or whatever, that artist or that owner is not going to want to book another female act. Yeah. And like, I love men and women in country music. Yeah. Are, are just all, you know, I think that, I don't see why you would want to do that to your peers. Yeah. It makes it it makes it harder on your peers, and that person just didn't understand it. I understand it now. Yeah, yeah. I've heard stories of just women just being like vicious to other women in yeah, country dude. music. That's crazy, dude. I, I don't get it. I was on the way here, and uh, um, I was talking to Farron and Rachel's, and I just mm-hmm. told oh, we love Farron. Yeah, she's awesome. coming. On, she's coming on. That's what she told uh, me. I guess two weeks. Next, yeah, next yeah. Week. I'm obsessed with her. She's the best. I ever since uh, this one of those things that like back in the day. Uh, at the studio, I would just turn on random playlists, whatever, and I heard that song uh, on paper. Man, yep, ain't and that I, a banger? In love, they didn't. I just in love, and then that new one that she just came out with. She did my show a couple weeks ago, and uh, I'm obsessed with that one. So I told yeah. her next time he's up here, or whatever, his friends, or whatever, like, let's go get some drinks, or whatever. I think she's cool, but it's because of her. It's because of Kimberly Atwood. It's because of other women that I very much like that I don't want to see somebody like that putting a bad name on yeah. women's reps and they shouldn't be. Yeah. No, I agree. I get sensitive about that. I'm bad. Like I know I, I overdo a lot of stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to supporting those that I think deserves it, mm-hmm. kamikaze pilot, <laughs> I'm, I'm t- I will. I don't, I don't care about the social media stuff the way people think I do. I do it to promote my show. I make a, a, a ass out of myself a good bit. Yeah. But it's literally, I want to draw you into my show. And then have conversations with you. It yeah. allows an open dialogue. Like back when you were on the air, on the radio airwaves yeah. and you had yeah. the, you had your local. Burrell used to run radio you had, too. You had Bubba from the, from the, from the uh, mechanic shop down the street calling in every morning on the yeah. show. Or you have the community. It's what your followers are. It's just a bigger range. Yeah. I just, I've realized, I think, and I don't know why people ever get this twisted. I almost got it at a very quick coming into this business that. I work for you. You you don't work for me. You're you're not. Uh, you might be paying for a ticket. You might be downloading my show or whatever. But I work for you. It is my job to entertain you. I might be doing what I'm passionate yeah. about, but I ought to make you happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's where, like, when you're doing a good job at whatever you're doing, a singer, a podcaster, radio host, or whatever, you put the listener 
or the the follower or the fan first. And people that don't, I just, I ain't got no respect for you. Yeah. I don't care how good you are. You could you could have Grammys coming out to ass. And if you're ugly to the people that made you have those Grammys, I ain't got nothing for you. I agree. That's why I've Be always, a good person. That's why I've always liked the interaction that you have with your fans. I think that is cool. Yeah. I think I think that is special. Yeah, I always try to just like respond to every DM that comes in, whether it's absurd or not. You know, oh, I've heard some of your absurd ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've got absurd ones too. <laughs> Uh, you'd be I surprised. You'd make me a list to read on the DM Monday podcast. <laughs> oh, there's some of them I would like to probably find out if they're real or not one yeah. day, so I'm probably not going to ever read them. Yeah. You never know what town I'm going to be in. Yeah, for sure. Have you had any uh, fake Josh Terry accounts? Yeah, uh, a couple, but none of them been tech serious. We had one uh, fake account where um, some lady got mad because she got scammed because she was going to pay money to have sex with me in the green room. <laughs> But she got mad at my manager because she got scammed that she was going to pay for prostitution. <laughs> yeah, like there was a scammer out there basically like, saying, hey, special XXX rated VIP meet and greet. Me, you in the green room before the show. And they said that they were turning it into TNZ, but it's TMZ, right? <laughs> Trey, I mean this with all respect from the bottom of my heart. If somebody is paying to have sex with you, how hard up were they? And I want to know how much they spent. That's what I'm saying. They ain't paying to sleep with me either, though. Yeah. For the real same. No, I agree. Yeah. I, my body looks like a el- uh, melted ice cream cone naked. Do you know what I mean? Hey, I look like half a tube of toothpaste that she used, bro. I'm telling you. My that Colgate shit. I'm telling you. I am aging like shit. Yeah. Uh, how old are you, Josh Terry? 35. 35. We're the same age. Are we? Well, I'll be 35 in December. Okay. Well, you were you 87? Are you 87? I'm 87. Yeah. December. The, September the 10th, 87. For yes. whoever wants to steal my information out there. Damn, <laughs> yeah. I just really messed that up. I don't care. I've, I've yeah. said pretty much everything but my social security number on my well, show. Well, dude, it's like if you Google my name, it says I'm 5'7". It, it gets him and Trey Bonner confused. We got a tall Trey and a small Trey. Yeah. Y'all tickle me. So, I wish, I wish the way that y'all do y'all shows. Yeah. That I had dudes around me that wanted to have the same atmosphere. Yeah. Because there's some, like, I have to put out so many a week now. Yeah. And I wish I had, like, some people. I have to do some by myself. I hate doing the ones by myself because it just ends up me sound like a bitter, petty, mean person. I like to have conversations. And I just would like to have them with my buddies. Yeah. That's what it seems like when I'm listening to y'all sometimes. It's just you and your boys talking, all of y'all having a good time. My dudes will not get on my show to save my life. Damn. They are rough. What are y'all doing? He needs not them. Friends. They will. They yeah, will. Yeah, they, yeah. they will. I think all yeah. of them has been on them besides Carter. Um, right away, Riley Anderson, Dave McMahon, and Carter, the ranch hands. Yeah, I like these boys. Uh, I like to find – I like to interact with musicians all the time. Because yeah. in our area, there's none. Yeah, and I've noticed too. So, um, you started your podcast in 2020, right? Yeah, 2020, October 2020. And it was called something different. Yeah, it was called Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. So, (laughs) that's three. (laughs) That's a hell of a title. Well, a popular one in 2020. All three of those were in very full effect. So, I love Sammy Kershaw anyway. I love that song, Politics, Religion, and Herb. But when I got fired from country radio, I wanted to have a title. Can we talk about why you get yeah, fired? I, yeah, I, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, I wanted yeah, to have I'll a I wanted to have a title to where if you came on the show, it was open to you talking about absolutely anything you wanted to because I wanted to be complete freedom of speech, mm-hmm. which is what you don't get with radio. Exactly right. So politics, yeah. religion, and whiskey. But the problem with that shit was 
every time you messaged a, a person on social media, you messaged an artist. I got the same message back. Didn't matter what my ratings were. Didn't matter what anything else was. I said, uh, I'd like to, but I don't want to talk about politics or religion. Yeah. And then I had to tell them. You don't have to. I mean, I won't even lie. I remember the first time yeah. he asked me on your podcast, I was like, damn, is he going to want me to drink whiskey? Because yeah. I don't get fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, so. But what happened in radio was, uh, and the reason we did the name change was because of that. We just yeah. dropped it, Josh Cherry Podcast. Uh, but what happened in radio is they found me off of social media back when I used to be called Bearded Bastard. Like it was, oh, yeah. just, it was something that blew up, stupid stuff. Um, I battled depression and anxiety or whatever, and I had an outlet for it. I used to be like 330 pounds. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted to talk about that. Like, because I tried to, uh, this might be too much for y'all. No, bring uh, it on. Back in 2010, I tried to commit suicide. Yeah. And I'm very open about it. And I went through a very bad breakup in 2016. Well, between 2010 and 2016, I figured out what my triggers were. I figured out what my everything that made me depressed and what really hurt me and put me in those funks. And I decided in 2016, I was like, you know what? I have to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the biggest, the heaviest I've ever been in my life. And I was miserable. I was going into a dark hole. And I was like, you know what? I need to bitch. I need to do something to let people know that this woman that I was thinking I'm fixing to marry and all this stuff just did me dirty. And like I need something to fuel she my went fire. Straight for Dallas. Yeah, she probably did. You probably <laughs> sung about her, yeah. So uh, <laughs> she's probably one of them. Oh, but she she would have liked you probably. Uh, she might have been the one that was trying to pay. To be honest with yeah, you, who knows? But I needed an outlet, and so I started posting stuff. Well, then it it blew up on Snapchat and some other stuff, and then next thing y'all you know. Uh, radio came a calling. Like there was a guy down in South Georgia, uh, Dave Stone, who used to be on the, sh- the History Channel show Axemen, mm-hmm. Swamp Loggers or something like that, where they would go in the rivers, pluck logs or whatever. Oh, yeah. So he's a big deal uh, around there and uh, been on TV and everything. And he's like, man, I heard you. Um, I-, I want you to come to the radio show to see if you like it or whatever. I think you got something. And I went down there and I, I did it. And uh, next thing you know, uh, I couldn't accept their offer because I have a daughter. And I did not want to move to Valdosta. I wanted to be around my daughter. That's that's my biggest thing is mm-hmm. no matter what else I do, that's my fuel. Like everything I do now, and I do some stupid shit, is to build something for her. Yeah. And I just, I didn't know what to do. So I kind of put it in limbo. Well, next thing you know, the biggest radio station between Atlanta and Savannah reached out to me. And they were like, we want you to host our morning show. Well, they went from whatever listeners to stupid numbers within a year they won a couple local state awards and everything that they had never won before but for the same reasons they hired me and i was always pg i never cussed on there i never did whatever i just always gave my opinion mm-hmm. and i figured out the reason why howard stern and everybody else is so successful is when you tune into terrestrial radio you want something different mm-hmm. yep you, you want something different if you're not a shock jock or you don't give them a difference of opinion and you make them think they have no reason not to just pick up their phone and connect iTunes. Yeah. No. If then like I tried to convince them of that and they did it my way and when did it was successful. Bad thing was same reason they hired me was same reason they fired me. Yeah. I ended up rubbing some people the wrong way 
and it wasn't their opinion that I yeah, stated. What was that uh, statistic you gave? I think it was on your podcast where they were talking about Howard Stern. Okay, so Howard Stern, it's in his movies, it's in private parts. So when he was at MSNBC, yeah, they did a, a poll when he was like, I guess not maybe not at the height. This was in the 90s. I know he got way bigger. But it was in that four-hour span, they polled so many people that were a lover of Howard Stern and so many people that were a hater of Howard Stern. Well, the lover of the lovers of Howard Stern listened for an average of an hour and a half a day out of the four hour show. The common answer when they asked why was I want to hear what he's going to say next. The average Howard Stern hater would listen for almost three hours a day. Yep. Common yeah. answer was I want to see what he's going to say next. If you're the advertiser on anything, they don't care what you say for mm-hmm. the most part. As long as people are hearing their ads, that's what they're paying for. And in radio, not podcast, you can't go too far. I mean, you really can't. If you well, do, they're going to meet I think, it, I think it also depends where you're at. So I did I did radio up in Jersey. Yeah. I was a country radio guy as well in Jersey, New York. Now, what we can say up there, it's just the cultures are different. Yeah, You're deep in the Bible Belt. You're going to have more Karens, more restrictions in South Georgia than you are in New Jersey. I mean, now politically correctness and whatever, but like – like I can say, God damn on the yeah. radio in New Jersey. Nobody blinks an eye about it. You say that in South Georgia, they're coming for You're you. Absolutely. You know, freaking Lulu. So that exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's different values. Like Howard was out of New York, the yeah. tall New York Jewish guy, and it's. I just think it's it's tough. It's tough to there, do that. I there, get credit for it though. There is a poster of Howard Stern, Joe Rogan, uh, Dennis Rodman, and. Mike Tyson. There's four big posters in my studio, and they're all looking directly at me. Those are like my four biggest influences yeah. as far as what I think. Yeah. And every time now I think about what would Howard do or what would Joe do beforehand, if I would have had that mentality back in radio, I think I would have gone about it different. But I knew I was doing such a good job that I thought I was untouchable a little bit. But then a couple rocky subjects came up, and I gave my honest opinion. Yeah. And they couldn't handle it. They, they couldn't. So and they, it wasn't the people that couldn't handle it. It was the station that couldn't handle it. Yeah. That's the difference. Because I like touching on touchy subjects. Yeah. But I, I think I'm so good at saying that your opinion matters as much as mine. I don't think that your opinions any or my opinions any more important than yours. I love listening to people that can have a conversation with you and not at you. I won't, I like, if you're different than one of my best, I'm, I'm a Christian. I was not a very good one. <laughs> one of my best friends in this world, she, she's an atheist. And we will have educated conversations on the stuff and neither one of us ever get mad. Yeah. They, I mean, whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to having a different opinion than somebody and just being like, all right, social well, media? I think, yeah, honestly. yeah, I mean, I think that you're, I don't, I don't agree with you, but I still love you. You know, let's go to the bar or whatever, you know, I I think I think too many people and the bad thing is, like I said, I'm a Christian. So if somebody's gonna get mad at me, they'll get mad at me. But it's the people that are very religious are the ones that are the most judgmental. And I just for the life of me, I don't get that. Which is so opposite of what the message is from the book. Yeah, Yeah, it literally Christian is to be Christ like. He loved everybody. No judgment. Yeah, it's, Home with the sinners. Yeah. I like the sinners. I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I always say that messed up people understand and love messed up people. Yeah. Like you don't judge them. But everybody's messed up. The more that you're open about it, the more that you're honest about like your, your things. Uh, 
Trey's got that song. I'm tired. A little tired. A little tired. tired, My bad. And my my mom has also always battled depression, anxiety, and all this kind of stuff, right? A couple suicide attempts, stuff like that. And uh, like whenever I told her I was doing Trey's show the other day on I was on way up here, like my mom started crying. Like started crying because she's like, how much this helps or whatever. Like if you're not all the way open. And you express everything about you, good, bad, whatever. If you're not honest, if you're not authentic, if you're not genuine, you don't have the capability of taking your scars and the stuff that has hurt you, your trauma, and helping somebody else with it. Amen. I think that's what we're supposed to do. There's a a reason why, if you've ever battled suicide or if you've ever been through it, there's a reason why you're still here. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's a beautiful message as as to what you're doing. You know, it's like – you know, selfishly, you needed an outlet. You know what I mean? Something to bitch about. But at the same time, people grab, you know, get strength from hearing you talk it, about the shit that you struggle with, you know, or whatever, you know. So it's like it's like a two way street. Well, it know? definitely I don't want to say it saved my life, but it gave me a different perspective. Yeah, it literally was where I kind of found my message. Like I think, well, so, well, I mean, you're getting paid yeah. to be yourself. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you can't ask like, for it. And I'm not. And I, I'll go tell you, I am not one of these people that will ever say I do everything I do on social media, or everything I say, just to help you. I don't. Yeah. I, I like money, and I, I like getting laid. Yeah. Like I, I'll go ahead and tell you. Like, I'm Same. Not, yeah. So it's not like I'm a saint. I promise you, yeah. I'm not. It's just I know what I've been through. Yeah. And if something that I've been through can help somebody else or just help them share their story. All I ever wanted was to be able to tell what I went through, get it off my chest and let people realize they're not alone. Yeah. Like, you're not by yourself. Yeah. And, and that, that was, that was what, you know, that's always been my biggest thing. I have a lot of fun, but when it comes to that, I'll, I like that part of all this the best. So you start the podcast in 2020. Was it, Weird getting getting started. Were you still working a normal job? Or no. Was it, yeah, no, it was uh, weird having all that time and not doing 20, 40, 20, 20 second to two and a half minute breaks. Yeah. The, oh, God, I hate not commercials. Having, yeah. I went and did a radio show like two weeks ago with my buddy, <laughs> and he started reading those commercials, and I I just about just walked out of the room. And it's like, what do you do with yourself for those yeah. four, three, four minutes of, of ads that are it's running? So you just sit in the um, studio. Yeah. But answer your question, man. Uh, it, it was hard, and it was very, very frustrating. But, and this is always hard for me to say because people think I'm completely full of shit when I say this. I am a person that literally, I feel like I walk by faith, blind faith. Mm-hmm. I never know what's coming next. But if I feel like, I, I always look for signs. If good things are still happening to me, even though the thing that I want is not happening to me yet, I think I'm on the right road. Yeah. Like it's a reminder that I'm going the right direction. Yeah. And Man, uh, even getting started in the podcast, when I got fired, dude, I got fired on my birthday. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Uh, dude, it, it gets better. I get better. I got fired on my birthday. I was in the tattoo chair in Macon, Georgia. I have wanted a tattoo for so long. and finally had the money to get it to where I had some shitty tattoos over here. On my, yeah, on we my want to see those. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to get it covered up with God's armor. And I wanted to get a, a, a um, Crusader's cross on my chest. I was literally getting all this done when the program director called me and asked me to come back in. And I was like, I'm in a tattoo chair. Like, I can't. And he's like, look, man, we got to let you go. And it was one of those things that like, I literally was, it was, I was freaking out. Like, I had to stop getting tattooed and all this kind of stuff. But then I remembered like when it, this is where the faith thing comes in. I'm getting God's armor tattooed on me and I've wanted it forever. 
and and on the armor and stuff and it's not done yet but it's i wanted the chinks i wanted the cracks i wanted i wanted to be worn i wanted to be battle scarred and when I, i just knew right then i'd be fine i just didn't know why i'd be fine like that was the even though i got fired i was going in the right direction and I ended up, uh, y'all, y'all know Jacob Bryant. Oh yeah. Right, yeah. So Jacob Bryant was playing a uh, a bar for me for my birthday. Like uh, it was Kerrigan's down in Vidalia. He played that night for me, and I, I showed up and I'm upset. Like I've been in tears and all this kind of stuff. Like just, ugh, I think my everything bad has happened to me. Well, after that, I decided I was like, look, I got to I got to clear my mind, and I went to Jacksonville, Florida. Well, between uh, Cochran, Georgia, and Jacksonville, Florida. I had a radio station out of Atlanta that's well known. One in Savannah, both called me and they asked me to go to work for them. And I just didn't know what to do because I would have to move away from my daughter. From daughter. That, that yep. was that's my biggest thing. I will go back to a nine to five before I'm not around my child. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just turned eleven. She'll be eighteen when she gets eighteen. Now she better be going to Vanderbilt because I'm moving up here. Josh Terry party. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, it's, I just I can't get away from my baby. That's awesome, man. So I went to. Jacksonville, Florida. There's a poker room down there, and I'm a degenerate gambler. I, <laughs> me too. I'm yeah. so bad, dude. I lost like six grand this this year on the Kid Rock tour, dude. I'm telling you, I'm a degenerate gambler. I'm sitting at a Texas Hold'em take, table, and we're just talking over there. And there's a guy sitting across from me, and somehow we strike up a conversation. And he's with iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. and he's like, starts asking stuff about me or whatever. And he's like, Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? And I was like, no, I've never, like, I know what they are. Yeah. I mean, I've already listened. I was already listening to them at the time. And he was like, if you really are passionate about things you stand for and all this kind of stuff, just be different and start one. See if that goes, goes well for you. Well, luckily I had a little bit of savings account and uh, ended up purchasing a building. Well, not purchasing, renting a building and started it. And like, I had this idea in my head of what it was going to be. Well, that didn't work. I had this whole concept. I didn't want to do, I was so used to in radio, not having to advertise for myself. Mm-hmm. Like people knew what time your show was coming on every morning, all this kind of stuff. So I hired like these three good looking women to do all my social media for me. Just like post TikToks, all this kind of stuff, whatever. And they were morons. Like I, I very quickly realized that I was hiring them because of their looks, but they weren't creative. <laughs> I could be more creative. Yeah. It did, and it, it worked for me. It got people downloading the show and all this kind of stuff, and uh, that was that was a learning curve because I think if you go back and listen to the first couple episodes, you can tell the quality on a couple of them is trash. Yeah, trash. Uh, the content's pretty good, but the quality's trash. I had to learn, uh, and then you just kind of get to that point to where this isn't making me money. I'm spending nothing but money to keep this going. What should I do? Like, should I just go take a real job? And I just had this, I had this moment and I'm not going to say the person's name, but they came around and within one time of them being on the show, I figured it out. I figured out I couldn't, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. I could not just have everyday normal people on the show all the time. Yeah. You had to have creative people. Spice it up. Yeah, you had to have like personalities that were bigger than you. I always say I want to be the least professional or the least creative person in the room. Yeah. Uh, I I want to. I want like everybody else to teach me something if I'm around you. Mm -hmm. 
And I figured that out. You start getting these folks that these women or these men that have figured out how to get a million people to follow them on social media. There's a lot you can by learn. being themselves. Yeah, by being themselves. The ones that fake it, you can as tell good in a or heartbeat. as bad as that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those ones that fake it, you can tell in a heartbeat. Those ones that are genuine and themselves takes you five minutes to figure out. I don't know what they're going to end up being. Yeah, but they're going to be something or what kind of conversation we're about to have. But we gonna have it. Yeah, I, yeah all you got to do. I think at the beginning, like the intro to our show or the description of our show, it says, just imagine sitting at a bar with a complete stranger and becoming best friends by the time you get done with it. Yeah. Like, that's what that's what I want my show to be. And over the past two years, that's what it's what's what it's grown to be. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love how you talk about just being there for your daughter, you know. That's my favorite part of everything. Like, that's, that's why it's called Raising Grace Studio. Yeah. yeah. That's all that's her name, Grace. Yeah, it's Grace. Yeah. So everything I do is centered around her. Yeah, I have a friend, man. He's like, you can call me whatever you want, but I'm I'm the, I'm gonna be a good dad no matter what, you know. Yeah, I might I might drink too much. I might like women too much. Yeah, I like a lot of things too much. Overindulge in a lot yeah. of things in my life, but I also learned how to overindulge in being a parent. One thing I've noticed that uh, you've been doing, and I don't know the you know the realm of it all, but like uh, you know how you said there's really nothing in Georgia as far as yep. like music goes. I know you've been taking some of these younger artists and just tr- trying to help them introduce them to people that you've met in music. You've been you've been doing some demos and stuff. Yep. Well, uh, one of the things that I just really believe, man, I had somebody, I had people help me. Yeah. And I don't think that you're given a platform and you should just abuse it. Yeah. Like, there's, there's people, the, the guys that are sitting in the room that I brought with me. Yeah. They're talented, dude. They're good. I will never be able to sing a song. The good Lord knew that if he gave me musical talent, it's over with. Yeah. It, it is over with. I'm going to have a hundred different baby mamas in 50 states. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I'm, I'm not going to be a good person. Yeah. I will Johnny Manziel the shit out of that situation. Yeah. And... But I think to what I want to do is I want to help those who don't have a voice as loud as me mm-hmm. that are more talented than me. Mm-hmm. I can talk. That is it. I, I feel might, you. Yeah. I, I can come up with a one-liner. I might come up with something catchy. Yeah. I, I can't I can't do what y'all do. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are actually good and the ones that I believe in. I, I try to take everywhere with me and introduce to folks and get them on social media. Yeah. And for somehow my dumbass has learned how to work social media. Uh, I got several buddies that are just so talented, I think. And they don't know how to work social media at all. They don't know how to do any of it. And I, I feel like that's my job. I feel like it's my job and I don't want to charge anybody for it. And I never would. I want to show them what they can do. You just got to kind of plus no one believes in you where you're from, where I'm from. Yeah. You're supposed to work a nine to five. Nobody ever wants to take that leap Nobody of Nobody made no money playing music, Exactly. Dewey. That's exactly right. If you don't, if where I'm from, if you don't graduate high school, get married, have a kid, work at Robbins Air Force Base, and go ahead at 20 years old and start thinking about your retirement, you're a failure. Like, and that's just not who I am. It's never what been. What is it, Burrell? Live here, you die here. Live born here, live here, die here. Dude, come to Eastman, Georgia. <laughs> I am telling you. But, well, I will say one thing about Georgia, though. You guys are the breeding ground for country music the last 25, 30 years. I mean, yeah. like up where I'm from in New York, we don't have songwriters. Yeah. We don't have that. I don't know if it's you guys do the rock star church thing with the live bands and stuff. I don't know. Or what, what it, is. it is where kids are just coming up playing guitars. But there are a lot of people that do. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you pulled half of the, if you pulled all of the Nashville songwriting base, there'd be at least 20% from the state of Georgia. 
It's funny. All every, songwriters, musicians. It's funny every time I meet somebody up here and I ask them where they're from. Yeah, seems like they say Georgia. Oh, everybody's from Georgia. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's all weird. my all my friends are Georgia fans. Now there's a lot of Tennessee fans. All the well, that's funny how that happened from two <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I think what that is is we still live the life of country music where I'm from. Yeah, the back roads, the farming, the still doing bonfires, yeah. still all that kind of stuff. I think the way that we still live there is what country music is to me. And I think it's more than just country music too, because you guys have had a lot of hip hop influence, a lot of rock influence. Church is a big thing. You guys have just yeah. so many, so much music, yeah. so much instrumentation. I think it's just, I, I've made the joke time and time again, man, the only difference between Muscle Shoals and Cochran, Georgia is somebody took the time to make Muscle Shoals, Muscle Shoals. Like if somebody wanted to make Macon, Georgia, Cochran, Georgia, something like that, a... I don't know, a, a safe haven for musicians. I don't, I, you obviously need at some point in time to come to Nashville to, to network, mm -hmm. to, to write songs with people that are better than you at writing yeah. songs to, to figure out what you're good at. But man, there's some people that can't get away. Yeah. There, there's some people that's got families, they got whatever. And I, it's a pop dream. I mean, I, I didn't move here till I was 30. Yeah. There's, there's some talented folks that'll never make, that'll exactly. never end up, that'll just never take the leap, but be some of the best voices Absolutely. that you've ever heard. Yeah. See, that's where I want to help those people. Uh, and honestly, it's not just out of kindness in my heart now. I'm trying to find the next person that's going to blow up that's special and for some way or another be attached to it too. Yeah. Like, this is money for me. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you find these folks that have got the talent, they got the drive, they got the heart, they got the soul. They're not being fake about what they're singing about. They're a good person. Man, I, I will attach myself to you like a leech. Mm -hmm. But it, I, creativity drives creativity to me. And working with people that are like that, dude, that's, that's when even as me not a musician, I get my best shows out yeah. of being around folks like y'all. So, I mean, I will, you can put me in a room with people that are in one way or another creative, a musician, uh, whatever you are, just songwriter, any type of thing. And I know that the quality of what I'm fixing to do is better than if I was sitting there talking to some girl that gets a million views for shaking her butt. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I find the people that actually have talent that need to be heard. And that's the people I try to connect with. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, but it's easy. I mean, honestly. So, would you say the Josh Terry Show is a country music podcast, or is the Josh Terry Show a variety show that features country music? Dude, that's hard. Uh, if I could have it my way, like, what's the a, ratio of like of like you have God. random people on? Because I'm, I'm I've listened to some episodes, but I'm not like super familiar. Are you just having the, songwriters and artists on, or are you having like comedians, or it's a lot more folks? social media people. Okay, but it's because I'm picky about the artists I have on my show. Okay. So yeah. you hold the country music the standard. I think, Trey, yeah. I think Trey Lewis has been on there twice. Yeah, yeah. you, McKinney, uh, yeah. um, Justin Dukes, Dustin Heron. Uh, there's just so many people that blind bunning. Um, Lee Tucker, if I don't say you know, him, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna fuck come Kathleen. At, yeah, he's gonna hurt yeah, me. Fuck yeah, Kathleen. Yeah. Um, these boys, they're, they're doing shows with me this week, yeah. man. Uh, it's just I want people that have the same standard as country music as I do. I, I am a traditional country music. Like, you will get in my truck and you're going to hear Whitley, uh, 
played to a thousand all day, every day, damn near, or Earl Thomas Conley or something like Dude, that. Dude, ETC is the man. Oh, my God. I try to tell people what I'd say yeah. is one of the best songs. It's one of the best songs ever, ever written. And I'm waiting for somebody to bring it back like they brought back that Keith Whitley song. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I will. I, I, I'm over you. It was funny. Because oh, that yeah. song's a banger, too. Every one of his is, dude. Uh, I was like, Co Wetzel referenced in um, ETC in one of yeah. his videos recently. Yeah. And I was waiting for all these children to be like, who's he talking about? Like, and going to looking up and discovering how good Earl Thomas Conley yeah. is. It just didn't happen. Didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And like, I hold it to such a high standard, though. I'm not going to let people that I don't want to use my platform to use it. If you come in there and you've got some shit that I don't like, yeah, I'm gonna tell I, I, you. I just can't fake it. Yeah, I just and, can't and after fake years it. of doing it on radio, where they're yeah. just sending folks to you on radio tour, talking to Joe Schmo, advertiser, well, whatever. I, I try to be a very fair person about this. One of the things I did get in trouble for in radio is I would change the lock of music. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I wasn't a PD either. Uh, yeah, and I was so, always dreaming of doing that. Good for you. So I would, That's I would, cool. I would do it because- Changing you would, the log of what's scheduled oh, to play. Yeah, yeah. So there's someone at a station or there's one a person- A music consultant or somebody or so, somewhere telling so, you what to play. Yeah, there's like- So like most of the Midwest is programmed out of Chicago. Most of the Northeast is programmed out of New York. Most of the South is programmed out of Atlanta. And it's one guy in an office programming 15 to 25, oh, 30, wow. 40 stations yeah. to all play the same thing at the exact same Absolutely. time across the country. You didn't like that. You didn't do well. You were I, like, I know what I, my people want to hear. Okay. So this this is like when I remembered that I just had it figured out. Uh, it was when Tyler Childers came out with Creaker. Yeah. And it was number one on iTunes. Yeah. And they had never played Tyler Childers, not a single song on this radio. And you could see our call log and the text log. And it was literally everybody asking for a Tyler Childers song. And I was like, I bet you during my four hours. If I will play stuff that lines up with what the listener actually wants to hear, they will listen longer. And our ratings will go up and it everybody will, will be happy. It will not be a tune-out factor. Because that's one of the things that tell you radio. Second, something becomes a tune-out factor, you're supposed to stop it. Yep. But the tune-out factor is you get these people that are listening to country music. And you're not playing the country music they want to listen to. You're playing what some music consultant has told them that you're supposed to play. What some music consultant is getting paid yeah, exactly. to tell you're them right, to no, play. Right, it, right. it has nothing to do with their choice. Uh, do you listen to the radio talks. anymore? Uh, I started listening to it again recently. You know what it is? It's background noise for me. Yeah. What, if I just want to turn something on and not think about it, yeah, I'm going to turn on just terrestrial radio. Will you will you notice if like a commercial cuts short or if like a logs off or like I the clocks that. off? Yes. Well, you, you notice. Know, you so know like, it, yeah. so like if the top of the hour plays at seven oh seven, I'll be like, oh, somebody fucked up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mainly because I used to be the one that messed up. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I pay too much attention to it. That's one of the things that bugs me. And then uh, you remember the prep sheets, right? Yes. Okay. So you know where you where you sheets sheets happen? That's what we used to. So this is another reason why I hated working in radio, even though I was good at it. Was him being in you said New Jersey, right? Him being in New Jersey, me being in middle Georgia. We would get the same prep sheets every single day. It's a service that all radio stations pay for. It is generic content that is created. By these companies or whatever this sheet happens. And it is where there is no reason in the world why you in New Jersey should be talking about the same thing as I should be. Not a single bit. Yeah. I never read the prep sheets. 
I would do the birthdays, celebrity birthdays. Yeah, I think. that that was one. Like I would get generic to. stuff like when you just needed fillers, when you need filler yeah. space or whatever. But I would not read the prep sheets. I was so against that. I was like, "Look, you hired me to be creative." Yeah. I'm not reading somebody else's stuff. My voice is not that good on radio. It's not going to sound good me reading somebody else's stuff anyway. But what I will sound good at is being original and being real. And it, I mean, it went really good for a while. It's just you, you start well, making well, you start well, making well, people wrong. What were your go to like segments? What were your what were like the Josh Terry morning show staples? Because oh, the morning boy. show, there's a lot going on. The morning show is a goddamn spaceship. There's ship flying yeah, all it, over the place. Well, I don't think we ever had any staples. I think that I was real big on themes for the show for the day. Oh, so you'd mix it up every day yeah. was different. Yeah, so that's a lot of thinking going on. Yeah. That's a lot of so creativity. So one of the things that I, I really like, and I've always been good at this, is you like if we're in a mood, if we're in a drinking mood, I'm gonna play you the best drinking songs I think that's out there. If I'm in a depressed mood, I'm gonna do that, but then I'm gonna look up content to go along with that. Ah. Yeah. So like I would do stuff to where it would literally be. Hey, if it's football Friday, playing boys of fall, we're playing all this other kind of stuff and we're going to talk about football, but we're going to look up our own stuff and we would keep with that theme over that extended period. How, how would you do as far as like callers and stuff would call? Would you have certain segments oh, yeah. where callers would call? Yeah, in we, there, there was always some stupid games. I always like when the callers just call in to talk about whatever subject you came up with. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, if you tell them it's they're, they're probably listening with you at the start at 6 a.m. They're getting up when the Rooster Crow is pouring that coffee. Like, what are Josh and the crew? What's Josh and the crew talking yeah. about today? Like, oh, drinking socks. I'm going to call and tell them about what I got into on Friday night. Yeah, so every radio station in the world has this, I would imagine. You got this crazies, right? Oh, the the we call them the prize pigs, the P1s. Yeah. Position yeah, one that's, on the, that's exactly right. On the car P1s. Radio. So I love the crazies. I would always put the crazies on. I would never put the soccer mom on. I would never put the one that was like, oh, I just want to wish my husband a happy 50th. No, I want the one that is calling, talking about, do you see Jesus in a spaceship yesterday headed to Mars? <laughs> this world's just about to end. And they'd be like, okay, if you where could, are we going with this? You want if, if you could you want, be Paul Feinbaum for a day, would you do it? Oh, boy, yes. That's just Just a holler at Alabama fans all day. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Alabama. That's all right. I'm roll tide. Yeah, look right behind I you. you. I yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I, but it's not that I, if I could it's have – It's the fans. I get it. Yeah, the difference yeah. between a good Georgia fan and a bad Georgia – or a, a lying Georgia fan. If you were to give me Nick Saban <clears throat> before we had Kirby – I am 100% kissing Nick Saban's ass. Yeah. Uh, uh, a fake Georgia fan is going to be like, no, we never would want Nick Saban as our coach. Absolutely not. Because you know you're never going to get Nick Saban. Yeah. Yeah, they, they hate what they can't get. Dude, Kirby Smart's a G, though. Yeah, he is. He is the I, best I, Saban I, disciple. Yeah, that's why I said before, before yeah. Kirby. I'm all about Kirby. Yeah. Kirby's my guy. Now, how do you feel about Is it this weekend or next weekend? Georgia-Florida's this week. Georgia-Florida's Georgia, Florida. this week. Gonna be a and then you, guys, you guys play Florida and Tennessee back-to-back? Uh, I think Florida. Florida always, always is always tricky. It's just a lot of drinking for those are have like the ever, big party have games. Have y'all ever been to down there for the swamp? I've never been to the swamp. Well, it's not swamp. The cocktail it's, party. It's, 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 world's largest cocktail party. Okay. Jacksonville. Yeah. I went one time. It's a mess. Oh, y'all don't know this. I got my ass whooped on TV. I don't want to hear about this story. All right, so if, if you look up, if you look up raised rowdy with barstool sports. 
Okay. Raised. It's raised rowdy. Oh, yeah. no, no. That's, that's Nick. That's Nicky no, too. No, yeah, rough that's and rowdy. Rough, rough and rowdy. rowdy. My bad. Rough and rowdy. You did Check. rough and rowdy? I did rough and rowdy. Did a you fought in rough and rowdy? I got my How ass did I not whooped. fucking know about this? Dude, I watch all those. Somebody pull it up. What, this <laughs> was, this would have been 2018. That's early. Rough and yeah, rowdy. Were, you, were you bigger back then? You said you used to weigh how much? Did you go to West Virginia? No, I, I was good. Was no, it, was, it was at Georgia, Florida. No, that, that's where this is going. So the only time I've ever been to Georgia, Florida, they put out beforehand, like a couple of months beforehand, they were like, hey, we're going to do this pay-per-view boxing match. Georgia uh, fans versus Florida fans. And there was like, they wanted the wildest submission tapes ever. Well, I am obsessed with 80s and 90s wrestling. So oh, really? I cold my beer, watch this. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I've got you, brother. Like, I'm fitting to go ham. I'm fitting to be the cream of the crop. Like, I'm fitting to go ham, son. <laughs> I submitted a video, and I never thought they were going to pick me. Yeah. They picked me. No, no. And then I'm a cocky bastard at this point because they show you who you're going to fight. Well, the guy they were gonna fight, I was like, "Oh no, I got this!" And I wasn't bigger then. Like I, this was yeah. this was two twenty five, and I was in shape. Like, I don't work out no more, but I was in, I was pretty yeah. decent shape then. And dude, they showed me who I was gonna fight. And like back before my daughter was born, I had a very mean streak in me. So I, I've been in a couple yeah. of fights before, not anything I'm proud of. Yeah, but I was like, I'm gonna knock this guy out. Like this yeah. on TV. It's gonna be wonderful. When I get there. I am 5'10 at best. And that's usually boots on. So that's like a couple inches of line right there. I get there. The dude I'm fighting is 6'3. Oh, no. 280. Oh, and they're like, you want to back out? And my pride. Here you go. No, has an ego. Okay, my ego's ego. got an ego. Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm not doing it. And then me and the guy talking to guys cool or whatever. But even that no right there says, no, I'm about to get my ass Oh, yeah, I knew. (laughs) I I knew. And then what made it worse is like my cockiness went from sky high to where I know I'm finna get knocked the fuck out. (laughs) Like, I know. And then like I had to walk out to that Pastor Troy song, No More Playing G.A. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to pick your own song. So like I'm just just bobbing, walking down. And the whole time I'm bobbing, walking down, I'm like, I'm fixing to be carted off to this same song it's not even gonna get them playing yet before they take me out of the ring well i go a whole full round with a dude and then and i know i've not hit him i have not hit him he has such a reach on me and he's strong i haven't been knocked down yet but i knew it was coming i knew he's gonna blast me the next round same thing about a minute in i realized i'm not hitting this guy i'm taking every headshot right now that i can so he hits me one good time i drop down to one knee and I'm like, oh, my knee, my knee. I think I blew my knee out. Like, You're like, please and, get me out and of I, here. And then the ref came over there, and it's the best acting I've ever done. The ref comes <laughs> over there, and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I get, all right, let me stand up. And I said, I dropped back down. You watched a lot of professional wrestling yeah, as a kid. That's exactly what I've done. <laughs> you know what there wasn't a damn thing wrong with my knee. I just had made the decision. That you were out. (laughs) I was not getting knocked the hell out on pay-per-view TV. I was not. And there was a picture of me that went around like our Facebooks and shit and everything where I'm from or whatever. I had a I had a smaller beard back then, but I still had one. And I had the they make you wear the headgear. My face is completely bulging out of the headgear. And it just looks like I'm have, fixing to have a heart attack. My blood pressure is like 8,000 over 8,000. <laughs> like, I am red 
and I was like, why did anyone let me do that? Did you did you get to meet any of the barstool guys? Or were you, were you hanging no, with like Big Cat or Caleb nah, or I, I, any of I, those dudes? I don't think I not yeah. after an embarrassing yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. Before if I like at weigh-ins and all that, they usually have interactions. As, as much as I like Barstool now, I knew what it was then, but I probably didn't appreciate it to where I went up to anybody. Okay. If I met somebody then, I couldn't tell you what it wasn't Dave. I know Dave wasn't there. Uh, Did you party that night, or were you like I'm going uh, home? So this is even, this is where my ego was completely deflated. Yeah. The girl that I was dating at the time was there with me, and we were supposed to go to Georgia, Florida the next day, like party and shit. I was like, "Hey, look, my I didn't want to tell her that I'd fake my knee hurting, <laughs> <laughs> so I made her drop me on the way back to Georgia. <laughs> we were supposed to go to the game, or we supposed to tailgate or whatever. And she felt so bad for me. She was like, "You just want to go home." I was like, yeah, because I don't want anybody to know I got my ass up tomorrow. Because I there, there was like a lot of people in the arena. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that I was going to be in that guy. Like somebody's going to be like, you really got fucked up last night. Like that dude was wearing you out. Did and, y'all ever have those like fight nights at uh, like the bars and stuff? Like they would have fight night. Like, like they, the tough man stuff? Like, I don't know. They were just like bunch Sounds of like kids. the show Letter Kenny, the toughest yeah. man they in had, Letter Kenny. Like, no, we north. used to go to this bar. It was like. Somewhere down in Alabama, it was, yeah, I can't remember what it was like in the back of the bar, and they had like a boxing ring set up, and our friends would just get up there and beat the shit out. It was like a fight night, and you I, paid like fifteen bucks, and you just watch people get their ass beat. It oh, was yeah, great. we had that same thing at the Blue Iguana in Prattville. They had an octagon, and they it's just drunk people getting there yeah. fighting. It's Alabama, rule. like they took it serious. But I remember just like I'm, I was never like a huge you know person. I mean, I got in a couple of fights, but. I'm pretty much get my ass beat every time, like mostly with my brother, but in public. But um, <laughs> but uh, I remember going to the. Uh, <laughs> That's how you know he's being honest. Yeah, he's like he's, y'all seen this. <laughs> I just remember like going to these things, and we would just be in there like watching people. Like I had this buddy, his name was Chris Green, and he was like got up to fight this guy, and he ended up being like a huge boxer. He's kind of like big and, f- and famous out of Tuscaloosa. I can't remember what his name was, but. He was, like, supposed to fight this other guy, and he didn't show up, so he had to go against this, like, real boxer. And I just remember him, like, he got his nose broke and blood, and everybody was like, holy fuck, you know? I don't know. It was that's, just, like, that's super road, cool. That's some R-O-W-T-Y-D-E yeah. road tide shit right yeah, where, there. Where I'm from, we had this place called The Circle, yeah. and it was a concrete hill. Like, it was just a big U-turn that nobody went down no more next to an old cotton gin. And we all used to, like in high school, we used to go put on these boxing gloves and we used to fight each other. Like, that's about as close as I've ever got to that. Yeah. And those were never fun. Those were never fun. (laughs) All right. Would you rather, is you ready for this segment? Let's do it. Would you rather be four, five, or seven, seven? Four, five, or seven, seven? Yeah. Definitely seven, seven. Seven, seven. But how how the hell are you going to fit through doorways? How are you going to go on an airplane? Uh, You ever try to get laid being five, six? You, I mean, I'm like five, eight, five, nine. He's I do mentioned right. his height like ten, <laughs> yeah, ten times. I'm making so sure that women know because I always get it. Like, I thought you were tall. I thought you were six foot. No, I'm not six foot. I'm five, like I said, five ten at best. Uh, yeah, no, forget that. I would not want to be seven though. That's so. At least you can fucking play in the NBA. You could. You can make a big check doing something. You can be the world's largest freak. I don't know. Yeah, my, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I just know that women are not a fan of short dudes. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta find the hot short women. Everything I've ever done in my life since the first time I got laid is to get laid again. Yeah. Whether it was, the, whether it was, 
Whether it, that's a clip. That's a clip. Hey, I said I, I said this earlier. When McElwain was going down to get you. I was like, McElwain, if you're a a Charmander, Josh Terry is your Charizard. Like he is the evolution of you. That is that is a Matt McElwain sweet boy kind of statement. Yeah, I'm right telling there. you, whether it was buying a shirt, buying a car, getting a job, whatever it was, it's like you know what? Am I going to get laid if I buy this? Yeah, Chris Cagle, because exactly. the chicks dig it. Yeah, kind exactly. of shit. So in that in that instance, I'm definitely going to be taller and shorter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would you rather uh, be able to run 100 miles per hour or fly at 10, 10 miles an hour? Well, I'm scared shitless of heights, so I guess I'm going to be fast. And you want to be 7'7", seven, seven, you're scared of heights? You're on the fucking ground. Your feet are still there. <laughs> so, Dude, if you can I'm run... Not up, I'm not up in the air. If you can run 100 miles an hour, imagine how fast you could get to... I'm definitely get an MLB contract. I'm just stealing bases all the time. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking of money and laid. Yeah. Money, and, money, money is, and laid. That is money literally what my brain revolves around. Just money, where, I'm, the I'm either getting paid or getting laid. Get um, would you rather sweat mayo or have to poop a softball? Is this like every Where time? Where the fuck are you getting these questions? <laughs> hey, <for> real. <laughs> shit happens. I'm just kidding. That ain't shit. That ain't shit happens. That shit happens. I, I, I just be, this is gonna. This is gonna be like way too much. I already feel like most of the things I shit out are softballs. <laughs> anyway. I agree. <laughs> what does the I Josh agree. Terry diet consist of? What are your like oh, go tos? Oh, it's bad. Uh, so when I'm doing these uh, these extremely bad diets for myself. So I don't self just like an experiment. Yeah. So I don't blow up again. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of grilled shit, but like right now, it's it's any and everything. What do we eat today? What's that Jack's barbecue that we ate today? Oh, Jack's is pretty good. Yeah. We got that good brisket, dude. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what they I ate like I ate a smoked sausage, some greens, <laughs> mac and cheese. Uh, Peg leg porker. Peg leg porker is yeah, really good. Barbecue. You also get that. Oh, where's that at? That's, good. that's so just right over here in um, Cannery Row. Yeah. It's over by like where. Um, like, oh, no, no. The, I the have, Gulch. It's like an old gas station looking place, right? Or like an old. Mm. Okay, uh, maybe it's not. No, this place is right here. We'll, in send, the we'll send it to you. It's really okay, fucking cool. good. Yeah, just don't go to Wits. Y'all are the ones that I've heard it, y'all talk about on the show that before, like every town you go to, they think they have the, yeah, best, the barbecue best barbecue ever. We got, oh, don't worry. You tell Trey and the boys, we got the best barbecue yeah, for them. They ever had best barbecue ever. Yeah. Catering the shit out of you. Get Dude, the best barbecue horrible. I had was in St. Louis, Missouri. Really? Yeah, St. Louis uh, had the, or or Kansas, Kansas, City, Kansas City, the burnt, City, the burnt tips, the burnt Oh, my God, so dude. Good. I still think about that shit. so good. So, <laughs> you can tell that there's a, a high cholesterol level between us because uh, yeah. we're just sitting here, like, sweating over meat right dude, now. There's a place in Georgia that we used to stop at. I don't remember where in Georgia it was, but it was where the movie Sweet Home Alabama was filmed. It was called, like, Big Heavies or something. That was before my time with you guys. Dude, I never this was back in heavies. the cover band days. We'd be I, coming back from, like... Um, like South Carolina or some okay. shit went stopping. Yeah, there. I don't. I've never heard of that one. Do you remember what it was called, McElwain? Um, it was. So I remember good. they had the. So you get the barbecue. There's a fireplace. I'm pretty sure this place had no health code. Yeah, like uh, zero. Those are the best places. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, this place was great. They didn't take cards that I remember. Cash only. Cash only. Cash only. And you popped in. It did not look like a restaurant. It was a old wooden <laughs> cabin, and they had a. Big, huge cast iron pot back there that had their, um, I think it was either beef stew or Brunswick stew. And I, I wish I could remember the place. It, you, We passed by it all the time and we'd stop in and every single time and get it. I think it's either coming from Statesboro or Columbia, South Carolina. 
It was not white folks cooking this barbecue, was it? It it was actually, yeah. Some older older folks, and we were the only ones in there every single time. <laughs> so when I'm on the road, I have a I have a thing or whatever I'm going. I do not eat at white owned restaurants. You don't not, not, not for like any political reasons or whatever. I just like the way the African Americans cook more, their food. Yeah, I I would rather go to some restaurant like that. It just they always have the best food. Yeah, you got to go to Uncle Bud's. Uncle Bud's is worth. If you're talking about high cholesterol, so it's all you can eat catfish, all you can eat chicken. They serve you with rounds like instead of like bread bowls or like the bread baskets that they do at like steakhouses and Italian restaurants. They give bread baskets of hush Where puppies. Where is this? Hush at? puppies. Where is this? It's in uh, Donaldson. It's okay. not far from here at all. Okay. It's like 15 minutes. I've never but eaten there. You guys should do that. I went there with McElwain one time. McElwain eats eats fried okra by the pound. He's a he sucker for it. smoke. Right? But he's like pizza and chicken fingers. The rest. The way. Yeah, he loves some pizza, fried okra. chicken fenders, and fried okra. And that's about all he eats. Maybe but, you could get along, dude. But dude, yeah. but dude, it's a it's a very like mom and pop like African American owned man. restaurant. I yeah. love soul food. That's exactly I, I, yeah. what Uncle Bud's is. I grew up extremely like poor until we got to uh like probably middle school, and so like that's what we've always ever ate. Like we ate the poor people food. You've had instant grits a time or two. Oh, have I? And I hate grits. <laughs> I do not like grits whatsoever. Those but Quaker I, looking But I've had Quaker. to eat Dude, instant grits, grits and oatmeal is like crazy. Yeah. Uh, is that all the would you uh, rather? Would you rather accidentally like an old photo of your exes on Instagram or accidentally send a naughty text to a relative? I already get drunk and like old pictures yeah, of too. exes. Just to let them know I'm still there, you know. Oh, yeah. In case they want to. My the, ex came over last night. God, I'm the worst <laughs> about that mess. Are you, are, you, um, are you a fuck around with the exes guy? You have a tough time letting go? Yeah, the problem is is they just don't fuck around with me. Uh, (laughs) I'm telling you. They don't. I will. Like I said. Even when you end it? I've never ended it. You you never ended it? Don't worry me. I've been that guy. I've been that guy. Uh, No, I promise you. I have been that guy. Uh, Like I said, I don't casually date. So, like, if I actually date somebody. I really care about you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to casually live my life and do whatever I want to. Like, I don't see the need. I had a teacher in high school who said, if you don't see yourself dating this person, don't date them. You're just literally blocking each other's blessing. And so that's that's how I am. But if I date you, oh, I am attached. And I'm one of those, whatever I do, if you want to do it, you can do it with me. And the last one that I dated, I'm talking about destroyed me. Like, I went. I, I cannot drink Wild Turkey 101 anymore because it was what me and her family used to drink. And after we broke up for like two months straight, every day a fifth, like bad. Dang, it was rough. Yeah, like it was rough. How long ago was that? I was probably about almost four years now. Okay, good. Almost, almost four years. So, and that's why ever since then I've been like. You know what? I'm just going to be honest with women. If they want to be around, they can be around. If they want to just be a friend, they can be yeah. a friend. Yeah, I'm probably like the first time in my life finally single and happy about being single. Yeah, that's how I am right now. I feel like uh, in the past, I always went through breakups, and I was always like, all right, who's going to be my next girlfriend? You know? Go from one and to the And that's it's like a serial dater. You I, know what I mean? Exactly. But now it's like I, I'm comfortable in my own skin, and like I'm cool with like just having nights where it's just me and the Xbox and, you know, old Angela, you know? No, trust me. <laughs> I know Angela well. You know? I, it's like. Angela Jolie. Yeah. I, think, like, I think people try to win the breakup. Yeah. 
and I think that's what I used to do. And yeah. by trying to win the breakup, even after, even if they broke up with me, I yeah. wanted to be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, I'll let's get somebody, back together I, and then I, you break up with them. Yeah, I'll have somebody. No, I mean, like, yeah. I'll, I'll have somebody the next couple of days just to put oh, on yeah. social media that's and hotter. show off. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll say, you're not going to get the best of me. And the whole time as you post the, the picture or whatever, you're like, I hope she sees it. Yeah. And I, hope, I hope she responds. Yeah. I hope she wants me back. That bitch never did. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like I don't ever do that anymore. Does that sound familiar, Trey? Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm bad about it. I'm bad about song lyrics. I'm bad about posting something that obviously doesn't say this is about you, but this is about you. Yeah, sub or um, yeah, subliminal, subliminal. What do yeah. they call that? The subtweet? Yeah, subtweeting. Yeah. Like people do yeah, that on Twitter. I'm a lot. bad. I yeah. am bad. You can, I knew my ex. We used to look at my Spotify and what yeah. I was listening to. So I would like on the days where I was like going through the five stages of grief, like the yeah. day I fucking hated her, I would like name my my playlist like you're a fucking bitch or something, you know. <laughs> and then like the next day is like I still miss you playlist, you know. Oh yeah, boy, I'm telling you, I'm bad. <laughs> so, I, I would post like literally these. Songs. If you were thinking about call me, calling me, calling yeah. me, do, do it, please. <laughs> Please, if you're wondering if I'm thinking about you, I am. I am. Okay. <laughs> That's the name of the playlist. <laughs> Jeez. Everybody's got one, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm, it, it, it'll ruin me. That's why I just, I have fun now. I want, I want somebody to come snatch me up. Like, cause that's the, you know, that's when it's like, you know, that you obsess really is when you're looking at their personal Spotify profile to see what they're listening to. I didn't even know you could do that. Cause you're blocked on everything else. I mean, dude, I'm a professional here. Okay. You have to be. Cause I didn't even know you could go <laughs> hey, that oh, far. You can do that. Hey, is, do you notice a trend of like women that you've dated or been with where like certain occupations are crazy? Like they say like horse girls are crazy or like nurses are awesome or like this, that, the other thing. Like what are, what have some of your girlfriends done for occupations? Oh God. So I feel like there's, there's like you talk about born here to live here. Nurses, nurses, nurses are nurses, always nurses, wild. Nurses, I like nurses, nurses is a pretty lot. Much per- I like nurses a well, lot. Well, I mean, if you look at the way I live, I know I'm going to need a bitch later to take care of me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm going to need somebody that is going to literally make sure I don't end up in a nursing home. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of go with that. Uh, besides that, I, I don't know. Some of the girls on social media are cool that make try to make a career out of it. Most of them aren't cool though on social media. Uh, you're 100 right. Yeah. Like it's it's rare. So my biggest thing is if you're a good person, I don't care what anything about your life is. It's how you treat me. Yeah. I, I don't care race, sexual orientation, whatever. It's how you treat me. Mm-hmm. And that is like my biggest thing. The people that we invite on the road trips to do content, to do shows, and all that kind of stuff. You just have to be a good person and you have to be unique. That's right. You said you want to surround yourself yeah, with we're, great people. We're good people, right? So what's bad is we've had now several trips where we go on these week-long trips uh, and we take people off social media, right? Mm-hmm. And on social media, they're so cool. They're so they're just they're just witty, they're everything. Yeah. They they sound like they got a good heart. You get around them. Yeah. And it's like, I cannot wait if you get on your plane fast enough. Yeah. Like you're, you're nothing. You're not authentic. Like you're just somebody else. Yeah. And I cannot stand that. Uh, so, but the ones that you do find off social media that are authentic and they blew up for being themselves are absolutely wonderful to be around. And I, and I love being around because they kind of get what I do. Yeah. That, that's the most important part of my dating life right now. You have to understand what I do. Would you yeah. date another content creator, influencer? Personality, I I think you this, classify that as shitting where you eat. I don't. Uh, I used to say I wouldn't do it, but I've tried to talk and be around women who didn't get what I did for a living, 
And now I would like if you could find if you could find a bunny out there. I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, you know? uh, I got. I we, know that. I know. I, know, I wanted to talk about her message. Yeah, didn't you? yeah. So that was cool. Uh, I just everybody kind of took it the wrong way. They didn't understand why I thought it was a big deal. You did her show, right? dude. I, she's awesome. Her podcast yeah, okay. is great. Yeah. So whenever she messaged, whenever she followed me, I want to I want to make sure I say this right. She followed me back. And right away saw it pop up, messaged her. Yeah, but I it's I appreciate her and and Jelly Roll's story. Mm-hmm. That's my thing with everybody that I invite on my show off of social media. It's your story. Mm-hmm. It's I want you to affect somebody and share with me. I want you to be able to open up, us talk, us bullshit, have a good time. And you'd be interested and have intrigue yeah, in it, exactly. Like have right? conversational value. So like with her, it's just. There's got to be so much. And I imagine there's stuff y'all talked about that was aired yeah. stuff that didn't. And I just think she would be the greatest person to sit down and have a conversation with. And both of us just be deadly honest. Dude, that's how it was. I said shit on that podcast that I've never said anywhere else yeah. in any other interview. It's just because I felt comfortable and that, you know, and it was just, I felt safe there. And she's, she's awesome. She's her awesome. Jelly, her and Jelly are great. And Jelly came in and introduced herself to me. And man, it was just cool. See, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, um, of country rap or anything like that. Yeah. He is like the guy though. Yeah. That he's he's in the rock now, bro. He's, he's, yeah, he does it all. Just, yeah. yeah. But he's somebody that even back in the day, um, and I would I was gonna save this if me and her end up doing a show, but I'll, I'll say it here now. There was an album that he did with Little White back in the day. Yeah, and it's got like a song on there. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a Christian song, and it's like it's called Moving Mountains. Yeah, dude, I've cried to that song. Yeah, and it's just so. It, I, I love what he does. He stands out in a crowd like. To me, he's he's not a big fish in a big pond. He is the pond. Yeah. In that genre. Like the definition it, of authenticity. Yeah, exactly. Like every and then like you hear them talk about like his past. Uh, when I was eighteen and uh everything, I was pissed shit. Like yeah. I've got I've got uh, two felonies for stealing scrap metal and shit. I've been to jail for like out of my entire life, and this is from eighteen to twenty one, like seven months overall. Mm-hmm. And like the people that can rebound from that. It meant they, they just they hit me different because yeah, that's me. For and sure. I know Same that, here. And I know the struggles that he had to go to to move on from that. And it's just something about like and I don't, and I don't know all her struggles. Mm-hmm. There's no way she doesn't have some stuff that I just even if it wasn't recorded. Yeah. She's just I always say that the best podcasts uh, are just really great conversations that there happens to be a mic in front of you. Yeah. That's it. Like you just you ought to just be able to sit down talk to your friends. And like air stuff out. Yeah, dude. I mean, she did one with Dimps. I cried listening to that. Yeah, Dimps is cool. Uh, she's been on my show a couple times now. And yeah. the first time she was on there, yeah, I knew that girl was going to be something special. I mean, she talked about living on her mom's couch. And, yeah. You know, like she, she putting it together. I mean, I got emotional. And I was by myself in my truck. She you know? did, that girl deserves, from what I've seen, yeah, every single bit of everything she gets. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's genuine, dude. What you see of her on social media is exactly what you get. Mm-hmm. And those are my favorite people. Yeah, that you blew up off of being yourself. Is yep. there, is there an good. interview you look back on, or like a, a, an episode you look back on where shit shit got shit got wild? There's a lot of them. Uh, there's some that I wish I wouldn't have done. Uh, there's a dude 
that he's been kicked off of social media now. Uh, or off TikTok and all stuff. Every time he tries to make a new account now, he gets banned after like having three or four million. Wow, they're really on him then. Yeah. Damn. Well, uh, he did my show. His name was A Hood. Well, it's not his real name. So I, I know I can say like his screen name. It was yeah. A Hood. And he was the dude that would go around and say, uh, what was it? I'm at the 7 Eleven or whatever it was. It was so stupid. Yeah. But this was back in the early stages of my show that I was fishing for people that had big followings. Because I knew all I had to do was get their listeners or his viewers to listen to my podcast, and they were going to be hooked. I, I knew that's all I had to do. So I had him on. And we ended up talking about this domestic violence stuff that he went through. And he was completely lying. Completely lying. Ended up in prison. Like He might be there now, to be honest with you. I don't know. But I don't ever do one side of a story. I always will let if you're sitting there and you say that this person beat the hell out of you, I'm going to ask that person to do my show on the next episode hell to yeah. share your side of the story. That is, yeah, that's to, that's, to that's, where it's not it's not my job to tell you what to believe. No, the listener gets to make up their mind if you do that. You're giving right. them you're giving them you're giving a public forum yeah. for I, a story. Exactly, you're just I, hosting I, it. I've told everybody it's huge. I, I don't care. Like this person was a clickbait to me, but when it became about that. I'm going to let the person that he accused that had hardly any followers or any social media, I'm going to let them do my show so they can spill their piece. What well, ended up being that the person who had, like I said, it might have been 200, 300 followers that, that accused him of this mm-hmm. stuff, ended up court documents and all that kind of stuff. The dude ended up getting locked up for Damn. beating the hell out of her. And that's one of the the prouder moments of, my, of like what I do is, you know, I, I think all sides of the story need to be told. And that guy, I wish I would have never done it, but it got so wild that I'm glad I did. I'm glad. Now, there's been some nasty ones, too. But we don't really do those anymore. We don't have to. Yeah. Those were – The shock value. Yeah. Well, I thought you had to. My my thing was when I first started is I saw what would trend and what wouldn't. And it veered me to what would trend. But it also took away from what I stood for. And the second that I realized, like, I've always said this, even when I worked in radio, I pick my morals over money. If you pick your morals over money, you'll always be happy. Mm-hmm. You might be broke as hell, but you'll always be happy. You can have peace. You can have a good night's sleep. And I got to where the show got to a certain point that I was I was taking the money, the views and downloads, and wasn't listening to my morals. And the second I said, I'm not doing this anymore, and I got away from it for a little while, Oh, uh, stuff exploded again. Like I had, I had to get away. I had to get away from it. So we don't, we don't do too much of the wild stuff. Now I'll get drunk and talk shit to anybody on there. Yeah, uh, that's that's part of the appeal to it. I I have fun with talking <clears throat> shit. Uh, but yeah, we don't do too much wild anymore. Not that's naughty awesome. wild anymore. Anyway, yeah, it got to be too much. Not, you never had like Howard would have the girls ride the Sibian. Uh, no, or Opie and nah. Anthony would have people call in while they were having sex and got in trouble. Have you with have Beetlejuice on your Yo, do you have Beetlejuice? Do you have uh, Beetlejuice that, on your That's show? the guy with Howard, right? The, the little, little, little black fucker. Dude. Yeah, little black uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know if he'd fit what I want to do now. Yeah. Um, really, what I want to do now is, is I want to share good stories with good people. I want to get drunk with my buddies or drunk like with y'all or what. I know you don't you don't yeah. drink, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll, but, I'll cheer you on. There you go. <laughs> I want I want to get loose lipped and have fun. But I don't want it to be disgusting anymore or whatever, right? So you can talk about certain things. We talk about sex on the show or whatever. But I found a way to do it to where it's not 
going to turn the soccer mom off. It's not going to make her turn the radio off. Yeah, we don't need instructions on how to give somebody head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, why would you do that? No. If you want to talk about your intimate life, that's fine. Do it in a way to where it's tasteful. It's tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. You can be nasty and tasteful. So, top five dream guests for the Josh Terry show. Rogan's one. Okay, Rogan. Just because I, he just would be awesome. Uh, Rodman, Tyson. Uh, Howard would have to be, but I, I just—I I don't know—he's really—he's a really awkward dude. Like I worked yeah. with a lot of people when I was in, in radio in Jersey that were part of that back in the nineties yeah. and two thousands, and they said great guy. But it, if you didn't—if he didn't have a microphone in front, well, which I guess he'd have a microphone yeah. in front of him. But I, I just my thing when I say Howard is he literally is what made me ever want to work in radio. I don't think I would—I just don't know how I could talk to him. Ro- Rogan. Rogan, I think I will just get high. Would you show him the rough and rowdy video and let everybody let him let him let Joe Rogan critique? Was, God, critique he, would, he would do because so. he'd have some stories about shit he'd probably gotten into over the years. Well, he it was something that when I was still in radio, when I really started diving into a lot of the stuff that he talks about, that is just like his beliefs or whatever. Uh, he he says some stuff, dude. That is just if you're in our line of work, radio, podcast, whatever. That is just so it hits home. I don't even know if I could do a show with. Him. I would rather have a. I would rather have a drink with him. Yeah. I don't think I'd want it to be recorded, and I think that's the way I would want it's it. To a be cold, with cold beer conversation. Yeah, I would like. That's what I want. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bunny are probably. Yeah. I would throw, we'll throw the Stone Cold. Would right, be sick, Stone Cold. <laughs> I would say Hogan too. Like like but Stone I think Hogan's Cold. Like Steve shit. Austin as Steve Austin, or like him as Stone Cold. I want him to know? be him. I don't think there's a difference. Yeah. I think it's the same guy. That's I, I, why he was so good. Do you remember that show he had on CMT? Was it Skull Ranch? Yeah, Skull yeah. Ranch. Yeah, yeah, it's I like survive, like doing the challenges. Yeah, I think he's the only one. That it's not different. And the only other person I could really think of that I would like to pick their brain is Dave Poirier. Yeah. I think he's just a beast, though. Like, I Day. think uh, the guy, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Portnoy? Portnoy. Portnoy. I always Portnoy. say his name wrong. El Prez. Yeah. I always say his name wrong. But I watched that uh, 60, uh, the 60 Minutes on HBO or whatever that he did talking about how he got to where he was at. I just got a lot of respect for him. I don't think we would match up on anything. He would probably think I was a moron, to be honest with you, and just nobody he would ever want to work with. Yeah. I, I just I see him like being that way. But the way that that dude took nothing and made it into what he has now, and the way that he went about it being completely authentic and and just holding by his guns and, the whole time. Yeah, and he got into some shit cuz I yeah. when I went to college in New Jersey, we like you guys like Old Row is a big thing down in the south and Old Row is now an extension of Barstool, but yeah. they would do those foam parties. They'd come into different college towns and you'd go in there and it would be I bet it would it be. would be a, it was a fucking disaster. It was yeah. nuts like just wild shit everywhere, but that's how they got the college base and they got a lot of heat for that, but he stuck by his guns and now look where he's at. He got in with that base. Now they're all in their third and loving barstool and that's what i'm trying to do moving forward is i i I keep saying to folks when they ask me like what i want the show to become if i what how it grow i want to be the joe rogan of country music hell yeah like that's what i want to do i want to have the people that i actually sit here and think are authentic country that if i was riding around with my grandpa if he was still around yeah i could play this song and my grandpa would like it like that's to me where we're from is country, but I also want to have the people on there. You can have an educated conversation about anything, and that's where that's why we don't do the nasty shit anymore. No that's no. why that's why we don't have like 
too much vulgar stuff on, yeah. the, on the show is because I, I've found what makes me happy and it's, I've always been happy being around music anyway. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep gravitating towards there. And so that's, I don't know. That's that's just what I see as far as guests and all that kind of shit going forward. Yeah. Well, dude. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. It is a pleasure. This is yeah. uh, this has been fun. It's fun. I can't wait to come back on yours when we could one day when I can finally make it to your uh, well, live uh, oak well, round. Uh, well, yeah, we're doing that Thursday morning. Uh, but hey, if y'all even get time in the next couple of days, what what my favorite shows to do though, and I you haven't done one of these yet. You have to. All right. Is at the beginning of this year. We did a show to where there was like twelve musicians in a room. Yeah, uh, Justin Dukes to <clears throat> to Everett, to Brian Young, um, Kimberly Atwood, just a lot of folk, folks. Uh, anyway, so while we get to talking, first thirty minutes goes in, and they're just playing originals or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I'm drunk. I'm drunk, and I'm loose lipped as hell. And I'm like, "What made y'all love country music in the first place? Yeah, what made you want to get into it?" And uh, so everybody starts voicing their opinion. And I was like, you know what we ought to do for the rest of this show? Instead of you playing your originals, unless you want to play your originals, start playing the music that made you want to get into country yeah. music. Because at some point in time with you, playing a cover song had to be like a job. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, you, and you forget that there's a song that I love. Yeah, I would just play a bunch of J.B. Johnson covers because yeah. that's what yeah. was my so, thing. And that's what everybody started doing. And then we had this really special moment right there. We did four hours that night. Four hours of drinking, people recording their favorite songs. And uh, the song, Everything That Glitters Isn't Gold. Oh, dude. You had Kimberly Atwood, uh, J.C. Anderson, John Fox, uh, several others. They had never sung it before. Damn. Never, ever sung it before together. And you go back and you listen to that clip of the show. It's good. It's special. That's awesome. Oh, my God. It's and that's what I want to keep doing. But I want to have you come do one of those and we have these group shows. I'm with it. To where everybody just plays off of each other. Yeah. Man, you get these moments that are just, they're dude, they're, they're different. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so where do they find your podcast? Josh Terry? Josh yeah, Terry yeah, podcast. Yeah, look up the Josh Terry podcast. It's a, it's a cartoon character of me sitting yeah. at a table with a, Girl with a big ass in front of me serving me liquor. Uh, it couldn't get any more real than that. It's on all major platforms: Apple Podcast, or Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find podcasts. And follow them on your social medias, Josh Terry Podcast. It's, I think everything I got is JL Terry eighty seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't smart enough when I started everything that I just should have included my name yeah. in the title. So it's JL Terry eighty seven. Well, you're you're posting enough shit to where they'll see it in the FYP or wherever. So I have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everybody can you know sing. Some of yeah. us got to post stupid shit to get noticed. <laughs> we love it. We love it, man. We love it. Well, dude, I appreciate both yeah, of y'all having Thanks me. Thanks for coming everything. on. Thank y'all for watching episode twenty one of the DM Monday podcast. Podcast, please rate, subscribe, go to our uh, website and buy some merch. We out this bitch. Give a holler to that blue collar boy out in the holler. Let him ride you out the city around the farm. There's some fishing in the dark. Get you digging out the stars a little closer out here. Oh, if you need a little change of view, you want to see how the down home looks on you. Light it up, he'll be gone. Just give a country boy a call. You hear them country songs Wanna watch a harvest moon hang all night long If you wanna stick them high risers in the rear view He's got a cross hanging from the middle one All you gotta do Just give a holler to that blue collar boy out in the hall
fall, do some fishing in the dark, get you digging how the stars a little closer.